there's a lot of, I don't know, I always felt like there's a lot of pressure to come up with your New Year's resolutions of what are your resolutions for the upcoming year? Social media and commercials are pushing a lot, right? Mm -hmm. No joiner's fee, all these things. A lot are around health. Yeah. But I think it's it's interesting because there's actually a holiday that is all about not achieving your resolutions. In mid-January, there's a day that's designated Ditch New Year's Resolution Day, <laughs> which is, it, it's a little discouraging, right? So why, what is the purpose of setting a New Year's resolution? Well, it could be discouraging or it could be empowering. We're sitting here talking about how we do it, but they haven't actually been persistent or consistent. Right. And so I think that's where that pushback is. I, I do think, I mean, there is something to say that if you are setting resolutions without building the practice to have a habit in it is going to be more likely to set you up for failure. Wow. I'm coming at this like in a really, not negative, but like you're doomed to fail <laughs> sort of approach. I didn't anticipate that. Welcome back to In Residence. I'm Keith. And I'm Laura. Hey, Laura. Hey, Keith. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. What do you want to talk about today? I want to talk about New Year's resolutions. And I thought it would be fun to dig in a little bit with you about do we make them? Do we not? Do we find them useful? Do we not? And what we might might be thinking about doing this year. So. Should I just. I'm going to ask you the first question. Do you make New Year's resolutions, Keith? I think I casually do and have for a while. Like I always have the intention of the the refresh, the restart. Like everybody knows like, oh, January 1, everyone goes to the gym, right? (laughs) Right. But then where are you January 17th or 15th or, you know, it it hasn't always been as sticky, you know? (laughs) Right. But yeah, I think it's like, I don't mind the practice of it and- but I, I also hear and see lots of people like maybe they're not as helpful as you think kind of thing. Right. Yeah. What about you? Every year I do set some sort of resolutions and I, I, I will say growing up, I'll start there. Growing mm-hmm. up, probably high school and college and early adulthood, I would take New Year's Day and I would spend quite a bit of time journaling and making a list. and crafting these perfect resolutions that were going to just completely level me up (laughs) in the upcoming year. You know, everything from health to wellness to learning to achieving things. And very quickly, that list got forgotten and it didn't continue throughout the year. Similar to you were talking about the gym. I've been at the gym at like 5 a.m. on the 2nd of January or 1st of January. It's normally the 2nd, right? Or 1st. You can't get on a machine. (laughs) Everyone's there. It's like the whole town is there. So I I found even though I've set a lot of New Year's resolutions, I haven't necessarily always achieved a lot of what I have set out to achieve and accomplish. I think what we need to drill down into is... We know about the practice of having New Year's resolutions, and we know about a kind of a new movement to to many of us. It feels new of a pushback against it. Of this isn't as helpful as we've all been led to believe. However, to each their own, right? If resolutions work for you, we're not trying to say don't do them. And if thinking about it in a different way works for you, go and do that, right? 
So where I want to move along to is what have we found that's working for us and how can we continue to find things that are working for us, right? Yeah, I like that framing. Well, I guess that, so that makes me think of the Zoom call I was on, on the solstice. Okay. In purple space. They asked this great question that I hadn't really thought of before because we're looking ahead to 2024, right? They acknowledge that, but then they also propose like, hey, look back over 2023 and what is something you've learned in this last year that you're going to bring with you into the new year? Mm. And I was like, oh, and, and, and I've had, this I has like been, that. this has been the year where I've moved past making a resolution to actually choosing actions that help me accomplish things that I would make a resolution. Yeah. I didn't start out the year saying I'm going to have a podcast, but when I, we finally started, we have a podcast. We finally did the thing. So anything, if, so any resolution, if I applied the same rigor that we did to consistently show up and do this, we would achieve some other goals, right? So to start, the thing that really helped me move forward in 2023 was the mantra was consistent and persistent. And when I chose that, it was the beginning of last year because there was another group that's like, hey, let's think of something. What are, what's our aim for this next year? It actually worked out. My aim shifted, but when I was consistent and persistent with what I was aiming for, I've been having success. That's what I'm going to bring with into 2024. How about you? Oh, I like this. I think the one thing that I like about it is it's really asking you to reflect. Yeah. And I love the power of reflection. And it makes me wonder. So you and I both have done our strengths finder. Yes. And one of your strengths is context, mm -hmm. right? Like looking, and this isn't a perfect interpretation of it, but yeah. really looking and grounding yourself in the past to have context to move forward to the future. Yeah. My number one strength is futuristic. So it's, oh, the possibilities, just looking forward. But I really value reflection and it, it's actually making me wonder if New Year's resolutions in the past, not grounding it in that reflection, have just been moving into the future without informing it and uh, tethering it to anything of where I currently am. Does that make yeah. sense? And, and the thing, what's so interesting is that a test like that shows my strength is like context or historical, whatever. It's only going to be a strength if I actually tap into it and I don't always do it. I agree with you. I really like the looking back at what, like, I don't tend to focus on what I've accomplished. I kind of focus on what didn't get done or what it could have been better. And it's like, okay, hold on. What's working? Yeah. Bring it with you. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Uh, but yeah. That's, that's really interesting for just to think about it from a conceptual standpoint of yeah. how we think about the exercise. I think something, some like reflection and recalibrating is another thing that's been coming up as I've been journaling. When you ask the question about looking back at 2023 and what I'm going to bring with me, it's interesting. This past year, it feels like went so quickly. I started a brand new job on January 1st. And so now I've had pretty much an entire year of completion at that new organization. We've had lots of shifts 
Child One went back to in-person school. We started the podcast. We went on some family trips together, which we hadn't been doing for several years Mm -hmm. because of COVID, right? We got COVID. We survived COVID. Yeah. And I think the one thing, if I look back at our entire year, is maybe maybe the thing that I was pushing so hard against for many years before is that there's enough room for, I don't want to say balance, but there's enough room to dream big and pursue your dreams and time with your family and time with work. There's enough of me to be a whole person. Does that make sense? So I think the thing that I'll take forward from 2023, and I might not be being that clear, I can be one person that has family, that is a mom, that is an administrator, is a creative, that does have goals that that go across all of those things. And my life can come together and not be compartmentalized, but it can be me as a whole person. Interesting. I don't know if that, yeah, because I, I think. You're, mul- you're multifaceted. Right. And, and it's, it's okay for you to show up in different spaces as yourself with other facets that aren't simply, this is work, Laura, this is at home, Laura. Right. You said you don't have to compartmentalize. Right. I can simply be Laura. Yeah. That's interesting. I think the thing that has made me realize that more is as we've worked through the beginning episodes of the podcast, at first, I didn't want to talk about work at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) or admit that I, I was in a role that I was. I don't think I wanted to talk a whole lot about personal stuff that we were doing, right? I, I think we we had different ideas about what this podcast could be, but it's taught me that I can, there's something really beautiful about just being you and showing up genuinely. Yeah, the showing up and sharing, right? And like, here, I made this. It opens up that possibility that you talked about. And that was a big learning for me leaning into being seen like both Mm -hmm. of us right i wanted to be seen in a certain way and you're like well i don't know if i want to be seen that way and when you'll come to me and and i'll be like oh i don't know if i want to be seen that way laura why why would you bring that up (laughs) you know it's it's interesting (laughs) uh to to keep leaning in to something even if it's uncomfortable is kind of what we've talked about almost from the beginning from the beginning of us actually shipping the podcast we realized like oh this is kind of uncomfortable but that's a signal that it's probably important not something for us to shy away from but something to lean into and i know i say that a lot but it's kind of the thing that keeps me going is realizing like i can lean into this and even if i retract i'm gonna come back and that's that's i mean i guess that's another thing that i'm gonna bring with me i I do have Another kind of big thing that was a, a revelation for me. Sure. 2023 was a time where we started exploring again instead of being insular, like, right? Like we got back out in we the did. world a little bit. We did. And as we, <laughs> like, as we went out on family trips, and I was feeling the stress of that. Same with showing up and shipping a podcast. Old me would have felt the stress and what I've relearned. Something I've heard before, but I don't think I really understood the difference between tension and stress. That's something I'm going to hold with me and keep carrying with me. I interpret a lot of things as stress that are simply tension. 
and I can use that tension to propel me forward, to do the thing that I'm not certain about, but that unknown doesn't have to be scary. It can be, as you say, oh, look at the possibility, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So, so that's, I really want to not forget that there is a difference and I need to pay attention to which one it really is because that's going to help me be successful. And so that, and I'm going to keep being consistent and persistent as, as we go into 2024. Anything else from you? I think the other thing that I've learned, and not just learned from a concept standpoint, but learned (laughs) just internalized or what? Yeah, I feel like I am less just saying the words and I actually feel them in my bones better. Mm. That it's okay to be awkward. It's okay to be you. It's okay. You don't have to show up just to please other people. I still struggle with people pleasing, of course. Mm -hmm. But I think there is something about feeling okay just being you and realizing, well, that was awkward. I might need to debrief that with Keith. (laughs) But, well, I just need to move on from that. And I am who I am a little bit. And I'm trying. Yeah. Because the other part of that is you're who you are. and part of this journey is we're continuing to try to improve and be better and better still is, you know, and so having grace with ourselves and being yeah, con- that's a good kind, way to say it. kind and generous, right? I, I, that's something else that's you. I mean, you had to tell me that again last time we recorded, <laughs> like, Hey, remember, be nice to yourself. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think that's probably a better way to say it is having grace. Yeah. Because I've been learning how to have grace with myself when I I feel like I've just been incredibly awkward or I've let someone down because I had to say no to something yeah. or somebody gave a suggestion, but I wanted to do it my way anyway. And I feel like I disappointed someone. But more often than not, it's that walking away and be like, well, wish I wasn't so awkward, bud. But ha- giving myself the grace and not living in that that feeling. Yeah. Disappointment is disappointment what, I, what I like when I'm disappointed myself, in shame, myself. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, uh, it's hard. It's, and it's tricky to get through that. You help me get through that stuff. Yeah. You help me get through that stuff too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that same train of thought makes me think of, we talked about, uh, gratitude. Yeah. And, and yeah. that practice of like a little bit of gratitude journaling or, sharing gratitude and telling somebody like, thank you. Mm -hmm. That's been another practice I've developed in the latter half of 2023 more brought back because I was doing it in my journaling and then it kind of dropped off and then bringing that back. I think that goes hand in hand. You show up for yourself, you can show up for others. And I think it's vice versa too. Sometimes it's easier to start by showing up for somebody else and then kind of like, oh, I can do that for them. I can probably do that for myself too, you know? Right. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that, that I like that topic, that theme. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really appreciated, um, the, all the people in purple space and the facilitators that brought that up. I thought that was a really good thing to think about of the resolutions are about looking forward. And I, and I do like the idea of looking forward and I've been, he brought it up. I don't know where, where do we get that from? Like the dare to dream, you know, but it, it, it's something I really, I really want to allow myself to do that and think of what are the possibilities instead of, well, this is what I have. 
I'm just going to be okay. You know? And so this exercise was more of like, pay attention to what you've done and don't let it go and carry it with you as you keep going, keep iterating and, and recalibrating and reflecting is all part of the process that anyway, yeah. it, it gets me jazzed too, is if you can't tell I'm, I'm, I'm talking a lot. So <laughs> I think it's important because I know we're looking into a new year, but it is just the next day. New Year's Day is just the next day. Yeah. And although the calendar says it's this brand new, refreshing, turn the page sort of event, it is just the next day to continue doing the work that was serving you well and the lessons you learned to continue moving forward. Right. right? Because if we had waited to start, you know, we wouldn't have made the progress we've made in the last seven months or so. Right. Well, and how many, this might be getting off. It's not off topic, but how many times have you, I mean, I know I have said, you know what, on Monday, I'll start that. Or on the first of the month, I'll start that. I know I do that a lot with like an exercise routine, right? You know what, I'll wait and I'll start that on Monday. You know what, I'll start not having alcohol on weekdays at the beginning of the month. Right. (laughs) Right. Like there's like this magical, mystical thing about a Monday or the first of the month, right? It's just, it's what it really is, is it's a way for us to not make ourselves uncomfortable. We try so hard to push off things that are going to make us uncomfortable. Right. And, and change can be uncomfortable. I mean, that's another thing. It's like being okay with being a little, having a little discomfort, right? Right. Like that's a big, I guess that's another big thing that I didn't, maybe if I was smarter, I would have called that out earlier, you know? (laughs) There you go. I just kind of like call myself not smart, you know. I was like, like come on, Grace. Grace. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I'm right there with. You. I totally know. Like, oh, that that's a tactic for us mm-hmm. to to prevent change. That would be so beneficial, right? So many times, right? Well, and I will say, I know you and I were talking just this morning about. So we had Christmas Eve with my family. We had Christmas Day with your family, mm-hmm. and uh, at family gatherings, there's all the food, all the <laughs> treats all the things, right? Wine and whatever. And you and I both, we we didn't eat tons and tons of food, but we ate enough where we didn't feel great Yeah. each evening. And you and I both talked to each other this morning and we're like, gosh, we didn't, we didn't have seconds really. Or you said that. I mean, I had, there are some things I went back for, but, um, but still. I was grazing though. So don't, don't, don't get it wrong. Like, <laughs> That wasn't me saying like, I didn't have seconds, you know, (laughs) it's like, oh, somehow I managed to not refill my plate. And it's like, well, I was grazing all day. (laughs) I'm bringing that up because it could give us a really good excuse or reason to say, well, we ate quite a bit on Christmas Eve. We ate quite a bit on Christmas why don't we just keep that ball rolling and then on January 1st, right. we'll just get everything back in check and and um, call it good. Yeah. That's that thing that I think you've talked about where it's, it's like, what's the next best decision? Yeah. And yeah. I, I can't remember exactly where we heard that, but that's something I, I've been kind of keeping in my pocket when I, like you said, like, oh, I don't feel great. Instead of spiraling and making another bad, uh, poor choice, I should maybe say. I was going to say bad decision, but maybe a poor choice. Like, what's the next best choice I can make? Yeah. You know, drink some water. That'll help. <laughs> you know, that uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny, but like, 
That's almost always the answer. Drink some water. <laughs> right. Drink some water. Okay, should we shift? Yeah. When we were talking about the topic for this week around New Year's resolutions and kind of my thought of, I've done them in the past, they haven't really been successful. I started thinking, are there other ways to go about New Year's resolutions or setting intentions moving forward that perhaps might be more practical? I really love the idea of resolutions, that fresh start, that looking forward, but I want to be able to do something in a way that is going to make a difference and stick. I think it's more like what I'm thinking of resolutions is it's, I like to think of them more as goals. Right. right? I'm really good at goals for the most part. And so the baggage that comes with the word resolution, it's just interesting to me or something. I, I sense baggage that comes with it or like it just, it shifts it from being a goal to like, Something different that really messes with my brain or maybe other people's brains a little bit, too. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, I, I mean, and again, having a holiday designated for Ditch New Year's Resolution Day, yeah, January 17th, for anyone who, I don't know, wants to celebrate or look it up. How did you find that? <laughs> did it I heard just it, pop up on your calendar? No, or? I heard it on a podcast and okay. like about habit setting. Okay. And how if you set habits, you can actually bust through that that day that less than three weeks isn't it about what is it three weeks to make a habit 21 days and so if you only have 17 days you're gonna have you're gonna ditch your habit resolution the change you want to make when i was looking at what are other ways to approach this i was reading an article and they were talking about different approaches to it and one thing that i completely had forgotten about that i got really excited to talk to you about was a concept in a book that i read a couple of years ago called how women rise by sally helgeson who is really an expert on women's leadership she does a lot of research around it she's done work around the web of inclusion and things like that and so in my field that's something that i learned a lot about in graduate school was her work and her research. And it's Sally Helgeson partnering with Marshall Goldsmith. Marshall Goldsmith is a really well-known author in the field of leadership. So he wrote the book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. If you remember that title, or I'm sure that'll ring, yeah, <laughs> ring that a, bell a bell for someone. But he also does a lot of work in executive coaching. So there's a phenomenal podcast. I think it's a podcast. It might be a video. We can find it and put it in the show notes that he does with culinary expert uh, or culinary. What do you call a restaurateur? He's a chef, a restaurateur. Chef. Yeah. David Chang. Really, really, really good work. Sally Helgeson and Marshall Goldsmith partnered to write this book, How Women Rise, Break the 12 Habits Holding You Back from Your Next Raise, Promotion, or Job. I would recommend this book to to anyone who would like to to read it, because <laughs> to anyone a, who'd like to read it, what does that mean? I don't know. Anyone where the topic might tickle your fancy. What topic? Of women leadership and how to progress on your career goals. Okay, that's more clear. <laughs> Is that more clear? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. Sometimes you just gotta probe and dig with I me, Keith. Coach you a little bit to be clear. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. The book has a concept that they present around to-do lists and to-don't lists. And I think many of us have to-do lists. Do you have a to-do list? 
every day. I've I've been working on a to-do list every day for oh, quite a while. Yeah, and I have too. And I've I've found that the longer I've had a to-do list and what they say in the book is when you're advancing in leadership or increasing your responsibility on a project or a task, your to-do list becomes less tactical and much more complex and much longer. I remember you talking to me about this now, like when probably when you first read it. Yeah. Okay. This sounds very familiar now. Right. And so what what they suggest is that you have a to-do list. You aren't going to be able to get everything done unless you want to run yourself into the ground. That is exactly how how I feel right now because I have so much that I want to do or so many things that people want me to do that in order to be able to do everything and make room for what I truly want to do at my core I need to work on having more intentionality behind how I spend my time. Super interesting that you bring this up. It's priorities, right? Somebody right. brought up the distinction the other day, and it blew my mind that if you have plural, multiple priorities, then you're not going to get anything done. It, it goes against what the word actually means. Like, what's your priority? And I was like, whoa, like it, like it kind of gave me goosebumps and shivers and like kind of blew my mind. And I'm like, oh, I, wow. Okay. Especially with what you're talking about and like this larger vision and scope, it's like, and you have so many people trying to suggest another priority. It's like, no wonder it feels like the gears grind to a halt because there's so many things and everybody has an opinion about what should be worked on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting that that's so we we just like we're, we're kind of thinking about the same thing. And I just I just heard about that. And and you didn't say priority, but that's what that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're making me think of I'm trained in compression planning, which is a kind of a sophisticated brainstorming method for grant development mm-hmm. is what it's primarily used for to facilitate a group of people to develop a strong grant application and concepts. One of the things that you can do with it or um, that I've used on teams with it is to come up with managing team projects of what is completed, what is actively being worked on, and what is in the hopper. I think what's interesting is when you go through and as a team say, okay, what is actively being worked on, you can't have multiple projects and priorities in that middle category because you can't be actively working on lots of things all at one time. And so I think it's interesting because it really helps you get clear really fast about what is your priority that week, that active work is happening, what is on deck or in the hopper, and what is completed. And so anyway, I found that to be a powerful tool to get real clear about what is your priority. And I think in that process, it was always, what are, what are your three priorities this week that you're truly spending your time doing? So bring, bring, I, I, bring us back. I interrupted. So, <laughs> no, you come back to what you were going to talk about more because you were saying like that stuff and like intentionality and is all coming from, from the book, How Women Rise. So the intentionality piece. That's something I think is really interesting because you have to choose what things you're going to embrace and what things you're going to let go of. The things that you embrace are your to-do list. 
Those are the things and the priorities that you're choosing intentionally. Then there are things that you need to choose intentionally to let go of. This isn't that easy to do, (laughs) right? But they gave a couple examples in the book of what a to-don't list item might be. And they encourage you to think about, are there things that you can simply put on a to-don't list and then hold yourself accountable to not do those things? And they're the things that either take up too much time, they distract you, they don't help you make progress on your priorities or your goals. And I I think that's actually pretty helpful for me to think about what is on my to-don't list. Should I give you a couple examples? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have some or some from the book? Let me give you a couple from the book, and then I'll give you a couple of my own. Does that sound good? Yeah, I'll try to think of some. (laughs) Okay. A couple of the examples that they share in the book, How Women Rise. I will let go of answering the phone on the first ring. It makes me feel rushed and doesn't give me time to prepare. Oh, I like that. Did that just blow your mind? Yeah. I mean, my phone doesn't ring very often, but... I totally understand that feeling. Ah, right. Okay. Here's one that, um, yes, I'll, I'll say it and then I'll, t- I'll tell you kind of my, my yeah. thoughts on it. I will let go of immediately saying yes or no to requests so I can take time to think about what works for me. Yeah. Let me think about that. Exactly. It's a very powerful phrase, right? That I need to Yes. Accept. Let me sleep on that. I need to think about that. Right? Yeah. I got really good at doing that a couple years ago. As I get more time pressure mm-hmm. on my plate, I get worse at at holding to being accountable for that. Yeah. But I I make better decisions. I know this about me. I make better decisions when I have some time to think about it. I just do. Some people are really great about making decisions on the fly. Really good at it. But I need a little time to consider how I'm going to approach it. And that's okay too. I've learned that also because like mine's is even different. It's like, you'll come and ask me, Hey, should we go on this trip? Should we go on that trip? And I'll be like, no, my gut reaction is like, no, I don't want change. I don't want, why would I want to go somewhere different? Like I made my little cave. I have all my things here. Why would I want to go somewhere? Right? Like that's my gut reaction to normally I say to you is, so I want you to think about it. Right? Like you'll say, no, I'm like, I want you to hear me out and think about it. That's what you started. You started saying like, I'm thinking of this, take some time and think about it. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I'll try to do that. I'm like, yep, I won't answer right now. So it's because it's not, that's not super high stakes. Like that's, I feel like you apply these things in some situations that really need uh, like to, to help like lighten the load of the, of what you're dealing with. These are really good practices to have to, to alleviate stress. Right. And it shifts it more into like, uh, oh, there's some tension here. I'm going to have to deal with this, but I just gave myself some time to process and to think versus I have to answer now. And I'm not exactly sure. Like, Mm -hmm. that's really interesting. Yeah. So I'll do do one more from this and then maybe we can think of some of our own too. The next one I have is, mm, I will let go of getting pulled into the gossip fests that plague our unit. Right now, that doesn't necessarily feel as relevant to my role, you know, what I'm doing, but I have been in organizations, a lot of organizations still, probably the organization I'm in as well. There is a lot of gossip and rumors and things flying. And when there's lack of information, people fill it in with their own stories. And that can take an incredible amount of time away from the work that you want to be doing. And I know I've been in roles where I have uh, 
I was going to say fallen prey. That's not exactly it, but susceptible maybe to yeah. wanting to know. You have to vent, right? Sometimes or yeah, like you're looking for answers because anyway. One thing I would put on my to don't list is to not schedule meetings that conflict with my morning routine because I know that my calendar is very full. And so people are often looking at creative times to connect. Mm -hmm. But if I start expanding my day out, there's never going to be enough time on each end of the day. And so what that means to me is I need to figure out what is going to make it on my to-do list and what needs to get delegated in different ways. And so I'm working through that. But one of my to-don't lists is not to tap into the time that helps me recharge and show up as a full person, a thoughtful leader, an intentional leader, to to really not impede on that, that time and space that I need for my own mental and physical health. Is there anything that you would put on your to-don't list? I would start with don't sacrifice sleep because something needs to get done. It's a good one. Uh, I've talked probably way too much about my routine and trying to cultivate it so that it works better for me. And I need more sleep. I've been getting to sleep earlier and waking up earlier without an alarm. And it just sets me up better for the day to, to get those things that I say I want to do. I can actually do them because I'm not up late thinking I'm doing something when I'm really just up, <laughs> not really doing anything except for waiting to get more tired. But the things I'm doing aren't allowing me to sleep. Yeah. And sleep's really important. Yeah. Don't sacrifice my sleep because I think I could be doing something else. I can do it tomorrow. Right. For the most part. <laughs> There's only a couple things. Like I've said, this podcast is going to go out on a specific day weekly. So if I don't prepare well, that means I have to push through and get it out because I, I made that decision once kind of thing. I You brought something up about that. I'm kind of going off because I don't really have much else on my don't list. <laughs> I don't, I, I need, I, I'm going to take that away with me and, and think about that over the week. What that makes me think of, of another version of that is what are the things that I can make the decision of once and never have to make again? And that's kind of like the podcast is going to go out on Thursdays. I made that decision. I'm not going to let that fall away. What else can I do that for? Get my sleep get my water. And that's what I think, like hearing the don't list, it sounds negative, but it, what it really is, is what can I say no to so that I can say yes to these other things, helpful things, things that are actually going to help me make the change I, I'm trying to make. Yeah. Because they're really meant to help you bring intentionality yeah. to what you say no to. I can say the other, maybe other to don't list that I have, I, I have a, uh, inclination to say yes to invites, like social invites. And one of the things that I want to to do is if I have um, on Saturday mornings, I have a Zoom call with friends. That's kind of a standing Zoom call, right? Mm -hmm. I know that sometimes I do some online workshops for professional growth and development. Being really mindful of when those are and not being like, well, I guess I'll just skip the thing for me that's really filling my cup and helping me show up as a well person. Yeah. I, I think that's something as well of, of not saying yes and adjusting on my end all the time if there isn't as much flexibility, but trying to make sure that that I'm not just saying yes to other things at the expense of the things that I've already planned intentionally for myself. Right. Like, especially those things that you planned because they fill your cup. 
Exactly. Right? And it's help part, me grow. It's part of your practice, right? Mm-hmm. And and it, and you're seeing the benefits of it. Yeah. So don't let other things interrupt that is a great idea like that. Yeah. You keep saying the word that I'm going to bring up as we move into the next thing. Should we get into it? Yeah. All right. Now we're going to actually look ahead. Like, what is our aim for 2024? What are we going to get into here? Right. And you brought up the thing that's newer to me, but when we talked about like, like what's a, like a word or a phrase, right. That we're going to like a theme for the year. Right. Like last year was the first time I ever did that. It was productive telling myself that I'm this year, I'm going to focus on being consistent and persistent. This will be 17 episodes of a podcast because we started and we kept going. Right. Yeah. So what have you been thinking of as, because we've been having this on our mind. I want to know what, what yeah. your word or, or. What my word. Yeah. I do like this idea because a couple of years ago, as you said, the resolutions were just falling a little flat for me. And I don't know why the pressure of it, but there was something that having a word to kind of keep coming back to really helped. And my work with an executive coach over the last couple of years, one thing that I do is I do a reflection of the year. What have I accomplished? What am I looking forward to? And what is my word for the upcoming year? And and we call it one word theme. So exactly what you're talking about, right? It's the most creative title ever. One word theme. <laughs> so and just say it how it is. I exactly. Love it. I Be love clear. It. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so for 2022, my my word was focus. For 2023, this year, my word was grow. Okay. And for the upcoming year, I haven't done my my reflection worksheet yet. That'll be this week. What I want to to focus on or move into is the word strength. Okay. And the reason I'm thinking of the word strength is because I want to work on strengthening my my habits, strengthening the work that I'm doing on my my mental work, my thought work. Right and become stronger and and um, more consistent, and I also want to work more on my physical strength. And so this past year, in the past couple months, I know I I talk about it being heavy last couple months, and it has been. And so I feel this. I feel compelled, maybe is the word, to really double down on building the habits that are going to be able to bring me strength in how I approach things at work how I show up for myself, both physically and mentally. And so strength is is my word, my one word theme. I like it. How about you? So my one word theme is intent. And for all the reasons that you just said for me, and all the times you brought up intentionality throughout this, this recording session, I want to bring with me the consistency and the persistence that I've been leaning into, but kind of go that next step and and really understand why and for who and not, I mean, for me, but to what end am I continuing to go and do these things that, that we're doing and so that it can grow. And, and, you know, so all these, you've, you've said like growth and focus, it's like, so it's so funny how, uh, it just, it's so connected. And so I just happen to pick intent because it, it just seems like I need to take some ownership, some accountability, and be intentional with what I'm doing and understanding there. this is why I'm doing this, because there is something down the road. I want this to grow, and I'm going to 
keep figuring that out and it can shift and it can change, but it's not going to if I'm not intentional about my actions and my choices. So I'm going to see if that will help kind of pull me along through the next year. I like that. Have you thought about how you're going to remind yourself of of your word, your theme, your aim? I'm going to have to write it down. (laughs) It'll probably be on a post-it note somewhere. I've been journaling and I'm going to continue to do that. It's my morning pages. We talked about last time that we were going to, we picked each picked a thing that we were going to, to work on for the week and see how, how it went. And my morning pages, I've been doing them every morning, some two pagers because of holiday stuff, uh, but I did it. So I'm not, I'm not going to forget what I said, but I think more importantly, like you're saying, like, how am I going to continue to hold myself accountable? Um, I think showing up and like, I just said it here. So <laughs> I've got some accountability partners out there, I think, uh, and, and right across from me here too with you. But, um, yeah, what about you? You, you, you tell me some things cause that'll help me think of some others. Well, yeah, I mean, I think writing it down, putting it on a post-it, that's one of the fastest, easiest ways, right? To just keep it front and center. You know, one thing I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking a couple different things. So one thing is I have a water bottle um, that I have like fun stickers on. And so I'm thinking if I can find even a sticker that has that on it, like strength, I think that could be really, you know, when I'm working out or, you know, I have that with me. Mm-hmm. That's something that perhaps it could just be a visual reminder. Grab a Sharpie till you find a sticker. <laughs> just write it down. Just write it on there. Just write it on and there. And we'll look for stickers as we go. It's <laughs> great. I got, I got Sharpies for Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to, to mention, because I think this is a cool idea. My supervisor, she picks a word for the year for the institution that is going to guide her. So similar, but it's at the beginning of the school year. Mm-hmm. And she gets it encar- or encarved, <laughs> <laughs> engraved on like a bracelet that she wears each day. I don't know where she gets it from, but like Etsy or something like that. Oh, maybe I should get tattooed. Oh, you could get tattooed. <laughs> Intention. You're like, yes, my so- version of a bracelet, a tattoo. And be ironic and get it spelled wrong on purpose. Intert. Mm. <laughs> Or something. You look so happy right now. Uh, I would be the only one that got the joke. Everyone else would be like, what an idiot. <laughs> they, and they probably already do. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. No, but but I thought that was that was interesting, kind of a physical something that you could have mm-hmm. with you uh to to just physically be with you too to to keep reminding you because I haven't necessarily done that in the past with my words. And and that's something I want to try this year is have a more visual and physical presence in some way, just to try and really keep me centered and reminded like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like even the coffee mug you have right now. Yeah. Um, that doesn't have the words that we chose today, but it has the word significance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from it's from Bread and Badger. Bread and Badger. Yep. Uh, ceramics or pottery or whatever the word right word is. Uh, with like the B from Seth's The Song of Significance book. Yeah, it's like a it's like it's like a book. It's 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 a physical representation of an idea. And that's like why I like having like the books on the bookcases and stuff. It's they're is totem the right word? Like hmm. they're like uh, they're like that's what I think why I have all these things up. It's like they're physical 
visible things that are reminders of something that is important to me. And I think that's why I think we each like having physical copies of books. Mm -hmm. Like we do go into like the Kindle versions because it's so convenient. But if I really like a book, I get a, like a, a hardcover if possible. Like I, I, I just love yeah. having that physical thing. I mean, if it's if it if you can keep it front of mind, you're going to be more likely to be more successful with your intent, what you're setting out to do, right? Yeah. Getting stronger. To have strength. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So we, so I brought up the that I was doing my morning pages. It was like that was like a kind of a commitment we that I made. You made a commitment to do what last week? I made a commitment to carve out five hours to work on my personal projects. How did that go? Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> it went, a, well, no, I, I'm not going to lie. It it was a struggle. How much time did you put in? Mm, maybe a half hour. Okay. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe. Like, maybe. You're stretching to get to a half hour. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think I think the thing that's important for me to remember mm -hmm. is I like to jump in with both feet and be like, yep, I'm doing it. I have my goal. I'm going to get it done. I can figure this out. And I think I'm not always a great judge of context and what's possible. Good example. We were getting ready to host for Christmas at our house mm -hmm. with your family. Yep. And I believe it was on the day before we were getting ready and we we're cleaning and prepping food and doing all the things that one does when you're about to host. And I said, okay, so we have an hour and a half. We're going to do this. We're going to decorate cookies. We're going to clean the basement. <laughs> we're going to make a saran wrap ball. And we're going to get to my parents to watch the Packer game, pick up pizzas and a pickup order at a store. See what I have to deal with, people. <laughs> <laughs> and you looked at me, and you're really kind, but you're you kind of said, "I don't know if we're going to be able to do all that." And do you remember what my response was? Because I was trying to ask for your help in in making it all happen, right? Right. You you weren't asking for help, though. That well, that, was what, that's not my point right now. Okay. <laughs> I okay. Tell us what what no what happened. But when you kindly told me that there was too much on the list to get done in the two hours, even with your help, mm -hmm. and I thought you were the solution to making sure all of it could happen, I said, well, I know I can get it done all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably said- But it would be easier with you. <laughs> and, and I probably said, okay, I, I think I, what I realize is happening is you're trying to ask for help, something that you <laughs> dislike doing yeah, i'm not very good at it and i was trying to i think i was trying to finish up my writing my morning writing or something and i was just like okay you need to be a little more practical <laughs> and something's going to have to give i was not it, i was not will, having that message it will, it will get <laughs> done but not when and how you think it's going to get done yeah you tried you tried to tell me yeah i'm bringing that all up because i think sometimes I think I can get more done than I can. And I can't believe I said that out loud, but <laughs> I think it is true. When I committed last week to spend five hours, I thought, well, how hard could this be? How hard could this really be? 
And I realized between getting ready to host full days at work, trying to make sure that we had all the presents and everything, my time really was dedicated to just making sure I showed up for myself with my morning routine, trying to not be distracted during it and to add movement in. Yeah. And and so I I focused on that. I did do some listening to All It Takes is a Goal by John Acuff. I'm continuing to work through that book. I'll count that partially, maybe. Is working as working on some. your project? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also think that it's not, it doesn't feel as active as I want it to be. Like I want it to be sitting in a chair or at a desk and like writing the things, right? For your project. For my project. Gotcha. But I do think one of the things I spent time on just simply noticing when it was I was taking up too much time worrying, double thinking, processing, and that's part of it, right? Of the, whoa, okay, I need to stop right now because I'm churning and it happened in the past. You just need to move forward. So I I know that it wasn't time, but it was more uh, of a focus to start noticing the things that can take my time that can eventually carve out that. It's good to do that. Yeah. And again, I I, I don't get like any gold stars for this. I know it's not a competition. Just bear with me. I'm trying. There was a couple of days last week where I woke up around three in the morning. And so sometimes I struggle with insomnia. And I found that there's a couple of things that help me get back to sleep, right? It's the Call Map, one of the sleep stories. Again, Norland Night Train. Love it. Not sponsored. Not sponsored, but I love that track. I don't know what it is. I fall asleep all the time from Trondheim to Boda, like every time. So the other thing that I did is I've been working through uh, a book called Buy Yourself the Fucking Lilies and Other Rituals to Fix Your Life from Someone Who's Been There by Tara Schuster. When I've had these couple nights where I've had insomnia, what I've decided to do is get up, read on my Kindle some of that book, because it's all about really understanding that you can make progress by implementing small little shifts in how you approach things. So you can go from not working out a day in your life to running a 5K by small little decisions. Mm -hmm. And so it's moving into now self-care and things like that. Although I don't know if it's specifically tied to my project, it is tied to the mindset and developing the mindset I need to make progress. So when I've been up with insomnia instead of the Nordland train, I have been choosing to read on my Kindle which helps me fall asleep about the same amount of time. And um, so I've done that a couple times. Granted, I can't bank on having insomnia. <laughs> I hope not. I hope, you, move, I hope that's my never, project forward. I hope that's never uh, a mechanism that helps you, <laughs> helps you go forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I do want to say that I do think... I do think that I'm trying to, again, maybe to your word, maybe we need to share a word for the year, but to have intention... Mm. For the time that I have, instead of sitting there and waking you up by tossing and turning, I have learned and developed the habit of, you know what, just get up for a little bit and try and reset and and make yourself tired by reading or something. Yeah, that's why I probably have spent more than a half hour on it. But I also know that the time I have spent feels like it's fragmented and not organized. So I, I would look at what you've spent time doing as research that's helping you 
focus as you move forward on your project. And I think you need to allow yourself to realize like anything that you've been doing that is helping you keep moving forward with your project is working on your project. And you need to allow yourself to, to be okay with that. And and that you just said, what's the next, like, what's the smallest step I can take to keep momentum going, keep moving forward. You're doing it. Even when you're having insomnia at three in the morning, you're, you're choosing listening to this is going to help me on my project versus I'm going to listen to this sleep story. That's only focuses falling asleep, which isn't bad either, but you went a little above and beyond of simply getting sleep and you're like, well, if I'm up, I might as well work on my project or something that's going to keep my mindset in it. So I don't think you're giving yourself as much credit maybe, or realizing that you're doing more than you think you're doing. You're not seeing that you're actually working on it. No, because what I wanted to have by the time you asked me the question today. (laughs) A prototype of like something you invented or a (laughs) webpage or who knows what. No, but I wanted to have a plan because I wanted to be able to, to have a plan that was scoped out enough that I had small chunks that I could work on it when I had found time. I wanted to have, you know what, if you have 15 minutes, this is what you can do. And I just didn't get there, but I can keep working towards that and maybe find some time this week to at least get a better idea of what that might look like. I might not have the full plan. I'm going to let myself off that hook, but maybe I can start ideating around what some of those steps might be. Yeah. Carve out like you do with your morning routine, carve out the minimum amount of time. If it's five or 10 or 15 minutes, right. And then, and then it's that to-do list thing of you check it off. That's that. I feel like that's the thing that you kind of crave like me is, did I complete this? Well, it's not even that. Maybe it is. I think that will help build the momentum, though. Yeah, and when I have a plan, I can work a plan. Yeah, but now you need to find some mechanism to help you work and develop the plan, is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Because <laughs> you said, maybe I what I should do is find some time. It's like, no, carve out the time. Like you said that a couple times. It's like, you you have experience saying, this is the time I do this. So you maybe you just have to, instead of saying, I'm going to take five hours this week, like that didn't work. No. So what I'm trying to say is, okay, saying I'm going to do five hours of work on my project this week, maybe it's time to say, go a little more micro and then just, and build from there. Yeah. Oh. I want to try that. I mean, the worst thing that happens is we talk next week. That it didn't work And it didn't work and we shift. I shift. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Laura? No, I mean, do we want to do anything about things that you've been listening to? Sure. Uh, What do you got for us this week? This week, I really enjoyed listening to Ethan Suplee's American Glutton podcast. I've listened off and on over the last couple of years. And speaking of being intentional, I realized that putting things into my head that are going to help me be successful is a good way to go. So I went back to something that helped me before about improving my well-being, my health and wellness. And that's listening to this podcast because he, I really like the way he has a lot of varied guests from whether it's physical health, mental health, social health, even like you brought that up the other day and it really resonated with me that there's these these kind of buckets that I need to make sure that I'm maintaining and keeping filled. And, you know, you and I are both are, are kind of on a journey of our mental and physical wellness, as well as like community and, and connection and stuff. So that podcast helps me put the things into my brain to help keep me focused on getting stronger in, in my body. And same with my mind. Cause if my, if my body changes, but my, my mind doesn't, there's going to be a disconnect. 
And so I, I think it's really important to, to work on it all. And I just, I haven't been putting the same amount of effort into feeding my brain some of those things. So I really enjoyed it. A clip that really stood out to me that I, I even, I, I, I took a snippet of it and I shared it as like a story and like a short that you can, you can find on YouTube or Instagram or something if you want to look look at it it resonated with me enough where i like i'm gonna make a little piece of content out of this and, and share this podcast so I, I dug it how about you what have you been taking in or listening to or watching or reading the thing that i just found and discovered and i'm really loving is a new podcast wiser than me with julia louis dreyfus the podcast is all about conversations she has with famous older women about aging and what they've learned throughout their lifetime I listened to the first one from uh, Julia talks to Jane Fonda. Ooh, fun! So good. Yeah, it was. It's really, really, really good. Right now, I'm listening to the next episode with Fran Lebowitz, and she's talked to tons of different people. Uh, there's 21 episodes total in this first season. Rhea Perlman. Um, who else? Carol Burnett. And and so I'm really excited to read through that. That's one of the um, top podcasts on Apple. Ap- Apple Podcasts. Is that right? Probably what you're using. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm using. And I thought, you know, I was looking for something different other than health and wellness, other than direct leadership type podcasts or higher ed podcasts. And I was pleasantly surprised. And I really, really loved it. So I just wanted to share that because I think other people might love it too. Awesome. Let's wrap it up. And I think maybe I'm going to glom on to your word as well and take it with me with intent. I'm going to do strength and intent. Okay. I like it. I'll do intent and strength. Ooh. Ooh. See what I did there? I'm going to get confused. I know. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. I want to get this right. So um, one thing that I wanted to just share, and uh, this is a quote from Mel Robbins that is, is talking a little bit about what we're talking about, and then we can maybe shift to the next thing that I was, I wanted to get your thoughts on. Yeah. One of the things that, Uh, Mel had put out there is your past is a lesson, not a life sentence. Forgive yourself and focus on the future. Mm -hmm. So really thinking about how do you, how do you take what has happened in the past, not beat yourself up for it, but actually make those decisions, those next best decisions that are really going to give yourself grace and move into the future in a way that's better informed than was yesterday. I like it. Yeah. So I wanted to share that. I saw that and I journaled on it the other day and we've just been a, a little busy. So I didn't get a chance to yeah. tell you that yet. Yeah.